on Friday, October 14th last year, with the S&P 500 hitting a new low below 3,600, our Oak Harvest investment team released our weekly stock talk, titling it, What Could Go Right? We gave a few reasons for optimism for the fourth quarter of the year at a time of uncertainty, backing it up with historical statistics combined with real-time data series. Trust me, even though I've been doing this for 30 years, it felt iffy to release it. I've gone through a number of bear markets in the past, and whether you see them coming or not, they never feel good. As it turns out, that week has also been the market cycle low so far. And it's been so far for many of the reasons we listed in the video, including a peak and rollover in the Fed's favorite inflation watching tools, a China reopening trade after they finally scrapped their zero COVID policy, and midterm election seasonality. This week's video is going to be short and sweet. It's titled, what really matters. I'm Chris Paris with Oak Harvest Financial Group in Houston, Texas, and welcome to our weekly Stock Talk podcast, keeping you connected to your money. Before we get into this week's topic, please take a moment to click on the subscribe button and click on the notification bell so you'll be alerted when our team uploads our latest content. Viewers, we do have a new location for our Oak Harvest investment-oriented content. You can find it by typing Stock Talk with Chris Paris in the Google search window or by going to the Oak Harvest YouTube channel and clicking on the drop-down tab labeled Channels and clicking on Stock Talk with Chris. So what really matters here? Two things as far as I see it, and they're intertwined, of course. First, a continued decline in service inflation and a weakening of the jobs market, so the Federal Reserve slows and then pauses their interest rate increases. Goods and overall inflation peaked in June of 2022. We need that to continue. Secondly, we need a continued peak and rollover in the real interest rate component within nominal yields. This is also called the TIPS interest rate. We've spoken about these two things together a lot over the last six months. We'll cover these two things again here. So inflation, let's cover that one again here. Overall goods inflation peaked in late first half of 2022. Commodity pricing slumped, used car pricing has collapsed, container shipping rates, they've collapsed too. Most industrial metals have round tripped. The price of lumber dropped 75%. Lately, fertilizer and natural gas prices have plummeted, even with the war in Ukraine and energy shortages in Europe. Those are great indicators for goods inflation declining. However, here in America, we are 70% a service economy. So the Fed is still worried about the ongoing strength in the jobs market and in wages. The good news for investor is that these are lagging inflation indicators and they look to have peaked and rolled over as well. Our latest news or noise piece details how overstated the strength in the job market is if only you follow the BLS data. If you haven't watched it, you'll find the link in the description below. The December BLS jobs report was a positive 233,000 jobs. That sounds great. However, this data set double and triple counts jobs by counting part-time jobs, both second and third jobs, as much as it counts a full-time job hire. To me, the household survey is a better reflection of how the jobs market is doing, and it only counts bodies. Since March of 2022, the two numbers have diverged dramatically. The overstatement by the BLS now stands at 2.1 million jobs created in 2022. You may ask, why is there such a huge difference in the two numbers, and does it matter to me? Well, yes, it does. The surge in employment that the BLS releases in their data has been entirely a function of part-time workers and multiple job holders in the last year. According to the household survey, 
the number of full-time workers in December was exactly 1,000 workers less than in November. At the same time, the data says that the number of part-time workers rose by almost 680,000 month to month, while the number of dual job holders, which the BLS data double counts, jumped 370,000. Doing the math, which the economics group at Zero Hedge has done for us, the cumulative full-time jobs created in the past 10 months has actually declined by minus 288,000. This is while there's been a positive 886,000 increase in part-time job workers. This means that all the jobs gained in the last three quarters were on the backs of part-time workers trying to fend off inflation. People holding multiple jobs at the same time. These part-time jobs are less secure, they pay less, and they usually have zero benefits for full-time workers. These positions are almost always subject to the last hired, first fired rule of hiring. Opposite one one fears on TV, continuing unemployment claims are accelerating from a very low level, while average hours worked are shrinking at the same time that wage inflation calculation has peaked and rolled over dramatically for both those staying in their current jobs and those job switching. Take a look at the chart from ISI on continuing unemployment claims. Up and to the right is bad for workers, but good for the Federal Reserve and investors searching for a peak and rollover in service and wage inflation. Why does peak inflation matter to investors? Because it allows the Federal Reserve to slow its tightening bias and eventually stock and bond markets exhale. Look at this great chart from Barry Bannister at Stiefel Financial showing the lead effect of peak CPI versus the lows and pivot up of the S&P 500 since World War II. The average length of the lag was about seven months after peak CPI print. Well, this peak CPI print so far at 9.1% was June of 2022. That would put the timing of the average pivot up starting right now, this January. The second thing that really matters to investors right now is the continued peak and rollover in real interest rates. Remember the treasury yield you get paid by the bank is a nominal interest rate. It's the sum of inflation component and real yield premium also called the tips yield. The real yield component of treasuries goes a long way to determining the risk premium investors pay for equities. When the Fed and other central banks ran a world of zero and negative interest rates, this enabled and forced investors into a world of holding larger equity positions because money was nearly free. This created the notion of TINA, T-I-N-A, or there is no alternative. Since December of 2021, there's been a very strong an inverse correlation between the multiple and the S&P 500 investors are willing to pay and the direction of the two-year real yield. Look at the 18-month chart of the two-year real yield. It troughed in late November of 2021 and pivoted up as many on the Fed committee began talking more hawkishly behind the scenes, even though Chairman Powell was out publicly worrying about unemployment still. You can overlay a chart of the S&P 500 on this chart and clearly see the inverse path of the stock markets in 2022 with an emphasis on large cap growth stocks whose valuations are very sensitive to interest rates. Look at the chart in the S&P 500. Now take a look at the shorter time frame chart of a two-year real interest rate. Real yields peaked in early October, and yes, the S&P 500 made its absolute lows the same week. We have finally broken the 13-month uptrend in this interest rate, and lo and behold, the S&P 500 is starting to carve out what looks like a reverse head and shoulders bottom. What groups and assets have been outperforming since the calendar turned in 2023? Those have been large cap growth stocks, cyclicals, international stocks, small caps, 
and interest rate sensitive stocks. Those are not bearish asset classes. Investor, if you're going to look at one real-time data series your neighbor has never heard of to help you tactically in the market, this has to be the one for about the last 15 months and will likely remain so for the first half of 2023. With the volatility that both stocks and bonds in the public financial markets experienced in 2022, our investment team recommends that you get on the phone and give our Oak Harvest team a call and ask to speak to one of our financial advisors and planners. Set up a meeting and sit down with our team. Give us a call at 877-896-0040 and give our whole team a chance to help you with your retirement allocation and we'll model your cash needs and maybe a few of your greeds too into and through your retirement years. For myself, Troy and Jessica, and the rest of our growing Oak Harvest team, we're here to help you and have a blessed weekend and a fantastic new year. All content contained within Oak Harvest podcast expresses the views of the speaker and is for informational purposes only. It is based on information believed to be reliable when created, but any cited data, indicators, statistics, or other sources are not guaranteed. The views and opinions expressed herein may change without notice. Strategies and ideas discussed may not be right for you, and nothing in this podcast should be considered as personalized investment, tax or legal advice, or an offer or solicitation to buy or sell securities. Indexes such as the S&P 500 are not available for direct investment and your investment results may differ when compared to an index. Specific portfolio actions or strategies discussed will not apply to all client portfolios. Investing involves the risk of loss and past performance is not indicative of future results.